Good morning. Let's turn to John 21. We're going to finish John today. Um, John 21. And after these things, Jesus manifested himself again to the disciples at the Sea of, of Tiberias, and he manifest, manifested himself in this way. There were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathaniel of Cana and Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, the two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. And they said to him, We will also come with you. They went out and got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. But when the day was now breaking, Jesus stood on the beach, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus therefore said to them, Children, do you not have any fish, do you? They answered him, No. And he said to them, Cast the net on the right-hand side of the boat, and you will find a catch. They cast, therefore, and then they were not able to haul it in because of the great number of fish. That disciple, therefore, whom Jesus loved, said to Peter, It is the Lord. And so when Simon Peter heard of it, that it was the Lord, he put his outer garment on, for he was stripped for work, and threw himself into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from the land, but about a one hundred yards away, dragging the net full of fish. And so when they got out upon the land, they saw a charcoal fire already laid, and fish placed on it, and bread. And Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish which you have now caught. Simon Peter went up, drew the net to land, full of large fish, 153, and although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. None of the disciples ventured to question him, Who are you, knowing that it was the Lord? Jesus came and took the bread and gave them, and, fish, and the fish likewise. This is now the third time that Jesus was manifested to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. So when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, Son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, Tend my lambs. And he said to him again a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, Shepherd my sheep. And he said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was grieved because he had said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were younger, you used to gird yourself and walk wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands, and someone else will gird you and bring you where you do not wish to go. Now this he was signifying by what kind of death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, Follow me. Peter, turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them, the one who also had leaned back on his breast at the supper and said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? Peter, therefore seeing him, said to Jesus, Lord, and what about this man? And Jesus said to him, If I want him to remain until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. This saying therefore went out among the brethren that, that this disciple would not die. Yet Jesus did not say to him that he would not die, but only if I want him to remain until I come, what is that to you? This is a disciple who bears witness of these things and wrote these things, and we know that his witness is true. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, which if they were written in detail, I suppose that even the world itself would not contain the books which were written. Amen. Um, I told you uh, last week on Wednesday um, that uh, chapter 20, 30, and 31 was the original ending of the book of John. Uh, they seem to have added chapter 21, and uh, it seemed actually to be um, would be probably a different author, but um, given permission 
by John. Not only, I mean, wrote, wrote together uh, this, and I'll explain a little bit. Most likely the reason why they added 21. Remember, the whole, uh, one of the big themes of John is the misunderstood Messiah. And again, they misunderstand what he says. And so there, there became a rumor, um, a belief actually, uh, that John was going to live forever uh, based on what Jesus said. And so most likely John 21 was written to squash uh, that teaching or that idea uh, that was in the early church. Um, and so, um, so let's just go through this and we'll get back to the end here. So we have this, mirac- this, this second miraculous catch. Remember, the first one also included Peter. So now we have a second one. Now, they're in the boat. They didn't catch anything all night long, and that's the time that you would fish. Um, uh, it's dark. The waters, uh, if you've ever been to uh, Tiberias or the Sea of Galilee, you know that the waters are crystal clear. I mean, it is, it is so pristine. Um, I mean, now it's even pretty good. Can you imagine back then how clean the water was? And so when they go in, uh, obviously the fish can see, so you know, they wouldn't come. But it's, it's morning time, and so they didn't catch anything all night. And Jesus, again, giving fishermen advice, says, cast a net on the right side of the boat. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, what's the difference between left side or right side? But they obey. And then there's such a huge haul of fish. And then it probably stoked the memory of, of John. And so he says, it's the Lord. And as soon as he says that, Peter, who, who is basically topless, puts his, puts his uh, outer garment on, and he jumps into the sea, and he swims towards Jesus. In other words, he's really excited to see Jesus. He wants to get to the shore even before the boat gets there. He knows with this huge haul of fish, it's going to be a lot of delay, and so he, he wants to run, and he wants to meet Jesus there. Now, um, you should also know this. Uh, the writer tells us in verse 14, this is now the third time that Jesus was manifested to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. And so um, the Peter and Jesus, the forgiveness issue was already solved at that time. And so Jesus had already forgiven Peter for denying him. But what Jesus is doing is he's offering encouragement to his friend who probably feels like he's now disqualified from ministry. See, there's, 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 there's two parts of a restoration that takes place, right? You know, the first part is the offering of forgiveness. And so someone wrongs you, right? The, uh, you offer forgiveness to that person, and forgiveness is received. That's very common, very normal, very right. There's a second part of that, and, and this, is, this is what's um, uh, uh, probably, you could probably look at, um, use, let's use bigger words, okay? You can probably look at the forgiveness to be what we call reconciliation. Um, what happens here with Peter is restoration. It's a whole nother, it's another way, uh, 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 like another step. Um, if someone wrongs you, you reconcile that with that person by forgiving that person, by confessing your sin, and those type of things. But the relationship moves into a deeper area when you trust that person again. That's restoration. So God wants reconciliation, obviously, you know, you know everything to be square, but he also wants restoration. Because that's what he does with us. 
He doesn't just forgive us, He trusts us. And so, so we have this idea with, with Peter, and you've got to catch these words. It's very powerful. So they had finished breakfast. Jesus said to Simon, oh, by the way, uh, I don't want to lose sight of this. Um, this is kind of, kind of a cool, th- I, I think it's cool, especially since we finished our fast. I believe we're going to eat in heaven. I think there's going to be a lot of good food. And the only one I say that is because Jesus, right, they ate uh, fish. Jesus is in his resurrected, glorified body. He doesn't need to eat fish. Like, I, I, think, I think heaven is like, you can eat whatever you want, no stomach aches, no bowel movements, right? You don't have to eat, but he gets to eat, right? I, I thought post-fast, that's a nice encouragement for all of us, okay? That's heaven. So uh, now be careful because there's stomach aches, right, and bowel movements. So you got to be careful now. Uh, but in heaven, you don't. Um, and so in 15, he says, They had finished eating breakfast, and Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, right, do you love me more than these? Now, the these probably refer to the boats, the nets, you know, like your, your livelihood, your occupation, because they seem to go back to that. Uh, they, they seem to kind of abandon ministry to go back to their original trade, to be fishermen again. And so he says, so he most likely said, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than this? Do you love me more than what you're doing right now? Do you love me more than your occupation? Do you love me more than, than, than what you're spending your days on? And, but Jesus uses a, a, a very particular word. He says, do you, John, right, Simon Peter, do you agapeo me? Do you love me unconditionally? And uh, Peter's response, he says, yes, Lord, you know that I, I phileo you, <laughs> right? I love you like a friend. Uh, any man that's ever been rejected by a woman, when you've told them, I love you, and they say, you're just my friend, we know that's rejection. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter how you put it that way. We, we just flat out rejected, okay? Jesus says, Peter, do you agapeo me? Do you love me unconditionally? And Peter responds, Lord, I love you like my friend. And look at how Jesus responds. Right? He says, tend my lambs. And then he said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you agapeo me? Do you love me unconditionally? Do you love me like the way God loves? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I phileo you. I love you like a friend. And Jesus responds, shepherd my sheep. Uh, 17. Then he said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, and look what happens. Simon, son of John, Jesus says, do you phileo me? Do you love me like a friend? And then Peter was grieved because he said to him a third time, do you love me? He said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. You know that I phileo you. And Jesus said to him, Ten, my sheep. So, Jesus wants this level. Peter is willing to give this level. And is that okay? Yeah, it's okay. God meets Peter just where he's at. I want to suggest to you, Rachel, you'll be really happy with this. I want to suggest to you that this is a, sign, a, um, a picture of inner healing. This is deep, deep emotional healing that's taking place. 
Notice that when Simon Peter, when he, when he gets up, right, when they got verse 9, they got out of the land and they saw a charcoal fire. This is a very specific word in Greek. A charcoal is very expensive. Do you remember where we found this charcoal fire before? It's chapter 18. Do you remember where was Peter standing? He was standing in front of a charcoal fire. Uh, and John makes it very clear. He uses the same exact word in Greek. A charcoal fire when he denied Jesus. So the, the point of his sin, the point of his, his error, like, like his betrayal, and Jesus is recreating the sin. He's doing inner healing. on Because, on, you know, sense, these things bring back memories. He's healing his memory, basically. And so he comes, and, and Peter, he's not able to give, but he's able to give this and... That's okay with Jesus. He is fully restored. He's already forgiven. Remember, a reconciliation has already taken place. Now he's moving to the next step of relationship and restoration. And he's basically saying, Jesus is saying, Peter, I trust you. I trust you, right? Tend my lambs. Shepherd my sheep. Tend my sheep. Every time, remember, think about it. Three times Peter denies Jesus. Three times Jesus restores Peter. And Jesus meets Peter right where he's at. I mean, it's an incredibly beautiful story. And and basically, uh, he tells him, verse 18, Truly I say to you, when you were younger, you used to gird yourself, walk wherever you wish, But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands, and someone else will gird you and bring you where you do not wish to go. And obviously, he's talking about his death. Uh, We know Peter, probably amongst uh, the the 11 faithful disciples, Peter probably uh, died maybe the most courageous way. You know, some were speared, right? Uh, uh, Some were cut apart uh, uh peter was crucified and when in the church history says that when peter was crucified he begged his crucifiers uh to crucify him upside down and he said he and he, he begged them he says i i cannot die i'm not worthy to die in the same manner that my lord died please crucify me can you know how painful that is right and so if you know in the catholic church the apostolic symbol of peter is the upside down cross uh, thus signifying uh, the way in which he, he died. And so, now, you have to understand, when chapter, when John is writing this, uh, it's already been 20 years after Peter's death, okay? And so, so the, in t- the author is trying to relay this story uh, that's taking place here. And he totally restores, right? He denies him. I mean, he, he, he lays out the same scenario. It's, it's, it's the healing of memories, this, this is exactly what the Holy Spirit does when he heals us. He takes, he takes us back to the point of offense, right? He takes us back to that time. Yeah, we could see the room, right? And now it's reoriented through the healing hands of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he meets, he meets us right where we're at, just like he meets Peter right where he's at. Uh, and then he tells him, and he just says simply, hey, you follow me. That's the same thing that Jesus said to Peter in the original call. And he's basically saying, Peter, I trust you. Yeah, 
you denied me. I get it. It's all right. We, we've already dealt with this. Go and do what you're called to do. Don't do these things. You're, 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 you know, you're not a fisher of fish anymore, right? You're a fisher of men. And that's basically what happens. And again, I just concluded that the, the motif of misunderstanding, right? Jesus' last words about John's death will be misunderstood. Uh, and so, um, uh, when chapter 21 is written, um, it's, John's probably already dead. Um, and so, John lived uh, about 100 years. And so, he was the longest surviving. Um, you know, he was, he was in uh, uh, exile at Patmos, uh, uh, elder at the church in Ephesus, uh, a really big part of the early church. Um, but we, we know that, that he had an assistant help, to help write this because in cha- verse 24, you read it. This is the disciple who bears witness of these things. Obviously, talking about John. And wrote these things. And look what he says. And we know that his witness is true. All of a sudden, it turns plural. And so uh, John uh, probably transcribed this to one of his, one of his disciples and so he says, and so John's writing this, but, but it's, it's through another person. Uh, it's the we uh, that's laid out there. It's the a voice of a different author. And then he concludes, um, uh, which is basically the repeat of the end of uh, chapter 20, uh, that uh, he, you know, not enough books can contain all the things that Jesus did and said. Um, and you know, as we close this time, he's... He's the misunderstood Messiah, right? Not because he was obscure or he tried to be mysterious or, you know, trying to be obtuse in some way, because the wisdom that he spoke with could not be understood or grasped by human intellect. The only way that this wisdom can be comprehended was through a relationship with the word that became flesh. Amen? So let's close our eyes. Let's go back a little bit to this episode with Peter. Reconciliation and then restoration. Reconcile, forgive each other, all that stuff. But the next phase, the next step is to be fully restored. That's exactly what God has done with us. He's reconciled us through the cross Right? And he restores us. He totally trusts us. He totally trusts you. And he meets you right where you're at. He's not going to demand more than what you can give. But in the giving of yourself, you'll soon see that there is much more. And so this morning as we finish the book of John, let's thank God. Let's thank the Lord for the Holy Spirit that comes to us, that allows us not only to be reconciled, but to be restored. There is so much more that God has for each one of us. All we need to do is take those little steps like John did. It's just so, or I'm like, Peter did. So simple. 
Just do what he called us to do and asked us to do. Right? And the Lord will take care of the rest. Well, let's pray this morning. If you say go, we will go. If you say wait, we will wait. If you say step out under water, and they say it can be done, we'll fix our eyes on you. up John. Let's give thanks to the Lord for loving us, for saving us, for forgiving us, for dying for us, for restoring us. He's such a good, good Father. And He gives us the Holy Spirit to teach us and guide us, to empower us, to heal us, to minister through us. This morning as we wrap up, let's just give thanks. Let's give thanks for all the good things the Lord has done in our lives.
Let's pray for our friends and family that are battling through uh, chemos and going through surgeries and therapies, and let's pray for God's healing. Let's pray for our community uh, that are battling through illness, but also needs to meet with Jesus. So let's pray for physical healing. Let's pray for the word of salvation. Let's pray for our community uh, dealing with uh, non-cancerated illness, and let's pray for God's healing. Let's pray for our community looking for work. Let's pray for open doors and God's provision. Let's go to our mission focus. Let's pray for Jungmin and Hyunjin, uh, SP Tokyo, and let's pray for Japan, pray for India. Lift up Kelly, uh, her uh, new business ventures, and just protection and guidance for her. Uh, let's just lift up. Let's pray for our mission council, and let's ask God's hand uh, to be in our team, that they would really lead us uh, in our uh, heart to follow God in missions.
Let's pray for SP Fam. Now let's ask uh, God to continue to be with the families, uh, have babies. We have three families right now. Uh, ask for a lot of grace and wisdom to uh, take care of these kids and just really input uh, the presence of God in their lives. Let's pray for our uh, gatherings uh, tonight, our IP and uh, SP youth, and uh, let's pray that our young people, and uh, let's pray for our prayer uh, warriors, which just really uh, draw near to God. In fact, in fact, this week, I think there's deeper still, right, tonight. Yeah, let's pray the people of God would gather and really uh, seek God's heart. Let's pray for our pregnant ladies. Let's ask God's uh, protection over their body, over their mind. Uh, pray for energy and strength. Uh, continue just to uh, protect the baby in the womb and that the whole family would really rejoice during the season. Let's pray for house church uh, meeting tonight. Let's ask God's hand to be with our leaders, uh, be all of our members, that they would really uh, draw close to God and to one another. pray together. Father, thank you, God. Uh, we love you. Thank you for just this wonderful journey through the book of John, Lord, the misunderstood Messiah, uh, the, the king of the world that came and, and died for humanity. Lord, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Lord, you came that we might have life. Lord, in the world, God, we'll have tribulation. You said, fear not, for I have overcome the world. Thank you that you send us the Holy Spirit. Lord, it is to our advantage that you go away so that you can send a helper to us. God, and you will remind us everything that you taught, God. Lord, continue to teach us, Lord. And we thank you, Lord. We love you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Let's do as we do. Let's uh, get together with somebody and let's uh, continue to lift up uh, Addie and Isaac and Hazel and our community. And then please uh, pray for each other, right? Share your prayer requests. Connect with somebody. 
Uh, and I have an awesome, awesome uh, uh, weekend.